Thank you for tuning in to the Far Better Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to please God now, so our eternity is far better. Here is your host, Michael Clark. Hey guys, welcome to the Far Better Podcast, Season 2 on Scattered Abroad. It's hard to believe that we're already into our second season of this year, and we had so many good things happen in season one. Uh, We we hit 10,000 downloads in our first season in just the first few months, and so many other milestones that we were blessed to be able to hit. And so we're grateful that we're able to promote the gospel in this way. Now, my first season was different than any season I've ever done. I talked about my journey in suffering and talking about Crohn's disease. If you haven't caught that season, shameless plug, you can go back and find it on any major podcast platform, including if you're subscribed to my podcast or even the master feed. If you want to find the individual podcasts on the Scattered Abroad Network, you can do so on any major podcast platform. And I would encourage you to really consider stopping for just a moment, pausing this podcast, and going and finding all of the other shows, and subscribing to them. If you'd rather just have them all on one platform, that's fine. We have a master feed. You can subscribe to one show, and you will get every single show every day of the week. This season is different. We're not talking about a specific story of my my life or anything even really personal to me in, the, in and of itself in the sense that these 21 episodes are not going to be a story. We're going to get back to the doctrine. Not that we didn't talk about the Bible in the first season, but let's be honest, we did kind of do a little bit of a different format, if you will. This season is all about suffering. And you're thinking, wait a minute, wasn't the season one all about suffering? Yeah, the reason I did that was I wanted to be able to talk to you about suffering from a biblical perspective in season two, and I felt that the best way to do that was to talk about it in season one to kind of lay the groundwork that while I'm not necessarily someone who has suffered a whole lot in this life, I have something that I can say. And so we're going to talk about for these first three episodes, an unseen problem in the church. You know, the church does have a problem. And yet, you know, not many people even know what problem I'm talking about here. Take a moment and list a couple of problems in your head. I'll wait. I still don't think you got the one that I'm going to talk about, maybe. Maybe you did. If you did get it, let us know. I'd be curious to see if there are other people that kind of had this mindset and this process where their brain worked the way that mine did when I started to prepare these lessons. The church's problem is that we are sadly prone to neglect our membership that are dealing with daily difficulties. And you might be thinking, that can't be true. I asked 12 people once, anonymously, does your congregation have programs in place for depressed members? And one said yes. One said that basically they got them in touch with a trained Christian counselor. And that's basically what a lot of congregations might do. But when we talk about a concerted program, not many congregations have something like that set up. 
we seem more like we're trying to deny that there's a problem. And you might be thinking, that's just depression. That's not, that's, that's one area of our lives that people deal with. Well, I did a seminar on the very subject matter that this season is all about at my congregation. And I gave everybody a piece of paper and I asked them to write on that piece of paper things that they struggled with, things that they were dealing with. I was very surprised to find out that we had people in my congregation struggling with self-esteem issues, problems with their physical pain, depression, anxiety, worrying about their children and those in their family that have health issues. This was before the pandemic, mind you. What people think about them. And even had alcoholism on that list as something that they were struggling to continue to fight off. Why do we seem so content to run away from our problems? Well, there's a article that I read back in 2018 called Nine Signs That You Are Avoiding Dealing With Your Problems. Number one is you steal the possibility to solve it. Now, sometimes I'm a very big problem solver. So if you wanted to just vent to me, good luck. It's not going to be very easy for you to do that because my mind immediately goes toward, let's fix this problem. You know, you're always busy sometimes, right? And sometimes we pretend we have no time to solve our problems. Well, this article says, Doing that means that you're running away from your problems and are sure that no one will point it out because if they try to ask you, you're just going to have an excuse. I'm too busy to handle that right now. The second reason that was given was you don't like to talk about it. When someone starts talking about this problem, you quickly change the subject. You put those problems deep inside of you and hate when someone tries to move them up. You've never even tried, number three. If you know how to do something and nothing prevents you from doing it, but you still can't start, it basically means you're just pretending that you're blind when the problem comes. You're afraid of it, and you're just going to try to ignore it. Number four, you pretend like it's not a problem at all. You can convince other people that you have no problems, but you really can't convince yourself You know, when we're alone and we have an opportunity to have just us and our thoughts, we know very quickly the problems in our lives, don't we? Number five, and finally on this list, I didn't include all nine because not all nine were applicable, but you look for excuses and not solutions. I have no time. No one did this. I'm not good enough. You don't want anything to do with your problem, and you hide away from the things that make your life worse. The sad truth is I've heard these five reasons in different ways in the church. I, I've got kind of a, um, we've had a theme, you know, sentence for a lot of us with the pandemic, the way things were shut down. We get into a habit of we would say, and maybe even still now you're saying, Well, before COVID, we did this. Or pre-COVID, we were able to do this. 
And you kind of have that as a pretty good excuse, right? Because what was open and available during the pandemic? What's open and available even as we were coming out of the pandemic? Things were shut down. Couldn't find toilet paper, couldn't find paper towels, couldn't find Lysol spray, Clorox wipes, hand sanitizer, meat was hard to find. And so you might have said some nights during the quarantine, man, before the pandemic, we could buy our groceries with no problems. There's a difference between having an excuse like that and manufacturing an excuse to avoid handling a problem. What are some excuses that you hear in the church, maybe? You ever heard the excuse that, well, they don't want any help? If, if they wanted help, they would come down and they would let the congregation know that we need to help them. My wife would tell you, there are many times where I will say to her, if you need something from me, you're going to have to tell me because I don't know just automatically. But she can respond, and sometimes she's even said this, you should think to ask. And it's like, oh, man, she got me. That's right. I, I should think to ask. While she is within her right, and I can expect her at times to tell me what she needs, she should also expect me to say, honey, what do you need me to do? When was the last time our congregations did stuff like that? That we said to a membership, maybe it's a family, maybe it's just a specific member in general, you know, you seem like you've been struggling lately. Is there anything we can do to help? What, what can we do to make your life go a little bit smoother? How can we help you? Today's episode, I know it's nine minutes in, almost ten. Today's episode is talking about the idea that we're supposed to care about every person in the church. I want to take you to Galatians chapter 6. And I want you to point out in your mind what you have always thought that passage to talk about. If I said Galatians 6, 7, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. You automatically think of this. Well, you'll reap what you sow. And we'll get to that verse in a moment. But I want you to file that thought away. You see, in Galatians 6, 1 and 2, the Bible says, Brethren, so we're not talking to just regular people here. We're not talking to the world in general. We're talking to the church. These are wayward Christians that had fallen back into Judaism. And something to remember about the idea of Judaism is perhaps they had a mindset that they didn't have to help each other. Perhaps they had a mindset that it was kind of every man for himself. Paul says, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We don't have a choice. We have to bear each other's burdens. But look at verses 3 and 7. If anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Do not be deceived. 
God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Basically, verse 7 in its proper context is best described this way. Do not be surprised if no one shows up to bear your burdens if you do not first help them bear theirs. You know, if someone sits there and they say, you know, I needed help, and Michael never gave it. When Michael needs help, what are the chances that they're going to come and help me? Not as high, is it? We have to be a burden bearer. But we also have to, in the second place, we have to treat everybody like we would treat Jesus himself. You know, in Matthew 25, we have a section of Scripture that discusses the judgment day. Verses 31 through 33, we're told that the king's going to have all nations gathered, and the shepherd will divide the sheep and the goats. The king says in Matthew 25, verse 34 through 36, to those on the right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Notice this, for I was in need, and you helped me. You're thinking that's not what the way the verse goes. Uh, that's the MCV, the Michael Clark version. Because he says, I was hungry. That's a need, is it not? Yes. Well, they gave him food. They satisfied that need. I was thirsty. That's a need, is it not? You gave me drink. I was a stranger, but you took me in. I was without clothing, and you gave me clothes. I was sick, and you visited me, and I was in prison even, and you came to visit me. And the righteous people answer, and they say, Lord, when did we ever do this for you? And he says in verse 40, Inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, it's as if you did it to me. And the king looks to those on the left hand, and he essentially says to them, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, you didn't feed me. I needed drink, and there was none from you. I was a stranger, and you, you shut me out. I was without clothing, and you said, Oh well. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. And these on the left say to the Lord the same thing those on the right said. When did we ever see you in this? And his response in verse 45 is, You didn't do it to the least of these, and therefore it's as if you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So which hand do you want to be on? Obviously, we want to say the right, because those are the righteous. But which hand are you really on? I fear that for too many of us, including me, there are many times where we might just be found on the left. Because we often fail to care for each individual member of the church. Michael, you don't understand. He doesn't like me. She doesn't like me. I know. They didn't like Jesus either, did they? And he still died for them. And we're told in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, to imitate Paul. 
as he imitated the Savior. I'm thankful that the Bible teaches me to get out of my comfort zone and to try to be more involved in looking after those that are in need. Am I always going to catch everybody? No, there's no way I can. However, if I'm always looking to make improvements, if I'm always trying to be just a little bit better than I was the day before, my goal will be met in caring for everyone that is in the church, even those who don't like me, even those who want nothing to do with me, to showcase them care just as Jesus showcased care for those in this entire world, the very people that killed him. Thank you for listening today. I want to encourage you, if you don't mind, to subscribe again to this podcast if it's your first time listening and you liked what you heard. If you didn't like what you hear, subscribe anyway. Maybe it gets better. I don't know. Um, Maybe I'll grow on you for all you know. If you've listened to other shows on the Scattered Abroad Network, S-A-N we call it, uh, thank you. You know, we're really excited that we're able to use this platform. We're thankful to the East Hill Congregation and to all of our supporters that help make it financially possible for us to go out into all the world, though we're scattered abroad, and preach the gospel. We've got a lot of good things coming up in 2022, things that I think you're going to really enjoy. I'm enjoying helping to plan them and helping to try to make sure that they can happen. The team is really excited to let all of this come out. But leave us a rating, a review. Maybe you have an episode idea that you want to see on the joint podcast, on one of our podcasts. Let us know. But don't forget the main purpose of this podcast, which really is supposed to be the main purpose of our lives. To please God now, so our eternity can be far better. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.